Hey guys, Jamie P. Wrights here, and I am coming to you live from the bubble bath. Now, this is where I do most of my thinking, most of my writing, my creative process comes from me just kicking back, filling up the tub with my bath salts and getting the bubbles going, and I literally just get in here and I vibe. So that's where we are today. So today I want to really talk about relationships and all the things that go into them, the things that destroy them, and the things that um, we need to do better in order to keep them. So here we go. So if you're like me, you've had your fair share of experiences with a long-term, short-term, whatever, with relationships, and you get to a point where you're just like, enough is enough. So before you meet Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright, you have to go through the motions. You have to meet someone or they meet you and, um, you know, you figure out what you like about that person and then you vibe and you're just like, oh, this is good. I'm going to go with this, you know. So you're going with the flow and things are going great until they're not. And one of the one, the main things that I always say to my friends and to myself through my own writing is, am I sabotaging my own happiness? There comes a time or a point in a relationship where it's just like either it's not working for one of us or I, it's just not what I thought it would be or we what we thought it would be. So it starts to change the way we behave. It starts to change the way we love, the way we act. I mean, it changes everything. And then before you know it, the relationship is going down the tube. So um, for my example, for myself, it was, you know, four and a half years I spent four and a half of my good years, that's what I like to call them, you know, entertaining a dead in relationship. And this wasn't one of those ones where it's like, uh, I wonder, you know, if it's me or if I'm not putting effort into it or have I gotten comfortable or lazy or, you know, whatever the case may be. It just ultimately was dead in. I mean, in the beginning, it was whining and dining and dates and, you know, random sex and all these different things. It was, it was nice. It felt good. It made me feel young and fresh and happy. You know, it was all those things that I was looking for. It was like, this is, this is it. Like, this is what I've been looking for. And boom, I got it. And I'm not letting this go. You know, and as the years went by, we, I think we started to learn more about each other. And it was just like, what we didn't like about each other kind of outweighed what we did, which is destined to cause some type of doom in a relationship. Okay, honestly, if you are not feeling the person um, like you thought you were, if you didn't get to know them enough and you settled or you accepted the part of them that maybe wasn't the whole them, you start to see how shit goes downhill. So like for my case, um, things were going great. The one thing that this man lacked was emotion and affection and i'm i'm the type of person that's big on that it fills me you know when you are in the presence of your partner and they hug you and kiss you they greet you properly you know they squeeze you tight they look at you with admiration and love and passion you know that doesn't that's that's like over the top of me i love that it fills me it feeds exactly what i'm looking for as far as a partner is concerned but i had kind of put my needs on the back burner because i felt like Either this man didn't know how to love me that like that way, or he just didn't care. I mean, for a long time, I guess I didn't speak up and say, hey, look, I really like hugs and kisses. But me learning more about him over the years, it was kind of like, you know, 
he just wasn't that type you know he wasn't emotional things just weren't like even when i was having like a breakdown and i'm crying and i'm upset about something and he's just sitting there he doesn't console me he just kind of like come on like he's more he's more of a real he was more of a realist than anything so i think that was the big thing it was just kind of like come on you got this like why are you stressing about the things you can't change that was truly his philosophy and he believed it in his heart now kudos to people who, who actually can live and adjust like that like if you can you know truly put on the back burner or not ignore but you know if you can pacify the things that you can't change do you know how much you can accomplish how less time you spend worrying or frustrated or crying or emotional like people who have the ability to do that i mean that's great but then they also lack empathy and and just emotions and feelings and thoughts and you know they lack that to a certain extent so to them it's like I don't have time for this. I'm moving forward. But sometimes you have to go through the motion. Sometimes you need to feel and experience and, you know, go through things and process it versus pretending like it doesn't exist or, you know, putting it on the back burner. You need to do that. As humans, the more we keep bottled up, the harder it's going to be for you to do anything. Like, you know, eventually you get to your breaking point and you explode. So here we are year two and it's still, you know, it's good. We're still dating and... You know, sex is good and conversation is starting to like dwindle a little bit, but we were both busy. So it's like, you know, we're trying to get this education and, you know, we, we were working hard. So it's like, you know, I kind of said again, okay, I don't want to be needy. I don't want to be the one that, you know, is being ungrateful or isn't recognizing that my partner is trying and doing these different things. Year three rolls around and it's kind of like I knew. I knew then that it was no good. Like it wasn't, it wasn't for me. We weren't for each other. He wasn't the one. I wasn't the one for him. We wanted different things. We did have a, a age difference. I think we were like nine years apart. Yeah, we were like nine years apart. So I think that that played a factor for him. Now for me, it didn't bother me. But I felt like when we got into arguments, we had disagreements and stuff like that. He always that would be his first thing. It's like, well, it's because you're 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 young, you're, you're so much younger than me that you don't get it. Da da da. And it would be about simple shit. It's like age had nothing to do with this. Okay, like I'm a very mature woman, you know. And at the time, I think I guess I was probably like 25, 26, 27. I don't know. So it was just like, you know, why? That would really piss me off. It's like, why are you making that? um the excuse like own up to your shit you know be accountable be responsible for what you're not doing and then I felt like he wanted to control me to a certain extent so he didn't want me see he wanted me to look nice be sexy be fit be all these things I had no problem with that because for that was already me you know I already felt comfortable in my skin I knew I felt like I knew who I was and I was good with that and a part of me what I learned is um, I'm a pleaser and I've been told this by several of my exes and you know situationships or whatever it can be like you're a pleaser to a certain extent like you want to make the person happy you don't necessarily change everything about who you are but you definitely don't mind meeting the person halfway or whatever so to me i thought that was a good thing um but for him it was like never enough so it's just kind of like damn like what more do you want from me so i started to see like like i said year three things started to change and it was kind of like you don't go out too much with your friends or you know if I went on vacation without him, it was like, you know, I was probably cheating or having random sex. I'm just like, do you even know me, bro? Like, I don't even do stuff like that. So it started to be like all these accusations. I said, hey, it has to be something that he's doing that's making him feel guilty for accusing me of things that I'm not doing. So it was really frustrated and I just could not grasp it. I'm like, okay, this is the man that was supposed to love me. This is the man that said he wanted to be with me. I was the one, you know, we had this great epic love and here it is 
year three and I feel more of a burden on this person than I do, you know, feeling good or feeling like this was where I wanted to be or where he wanted to be. Um, so I, I really started to pull away, you know, it was kind of like I, I called less, I text less. If I saw him in person, it wasn't really, I wasn't looking for affection. I knew I wasn't getting it. I was just kind of like really going into this unhappy state. And it's really sad because a lot of us settle and we we put up with things that we necessarily don't have to put up with. I think part of my problem was I didn't want to be alone. It was like, I know this man. I've gotten to know him. He knows me inside and out. Like, I don't want to have to get back up there and meet somebody, get comfortable with somebody else. Like, who has time for that? So that was my thought process. And then it was also like, look, I, look at all these single people out here. Now, granted, I'm this person now, but it was just kind of like, look at all these single people out here. I don't want to be that. They don't have anyone to go on dates with consistently or they don't have a, a, a consistent person in their life. Or, you know, that was just my mindset. which was just kind of like, damn, that's probably like some lonely shit. Or, you know, that's probably just like an unhappy life. But that was my thinking. And I had to grow as a woman. I had to learn more about myself before I got out of that. And I really decided to take charge. So, boom, here coming up, year four comes. And I'm just at the point where I'm like, I don't even think I like you anymore. The things that used to bother me about you I would I could care less about now they've come to the surface and I'm just like ew like just fuck it like I was just so annoyed I was just like that that pet that's a pet peeve for me that bothers me um the way you like <laughs> blow your nose or the way you eat like all these little things just started to eat me up I literally couldn't sit in the same room and just deal with that and I just got to a point where I was just like I am done like I'm done but the crazy thing is, I wasn't really done. I had to find out some betrayal on his behalf for me to really be done. You know, it was like, this nigga was living a whole separate life. You know, you had a another child that I know about. Like, how do you have a child as old as, this, as, as almost as old as the same year or more that we've been together and I didn't know about this child? That to me is just like, oh, hell no. So, you know, it was like, that was my breaking point. It was like, okay, this was my excuse because I'm, I'm somebody who doesn't really like to hurt people. I want you to be your best self, feel comfortable. I always want to support you, motivate you, encourage you. So it was kind of like, even though this person hurt me, I still wanted to make sure that they would be okay. And then I knew that was like, okay, I'm a good person at heart. Like this is this is why it took me a lot of processes. I'm just like, why can't I just let this person go? It's no good for me. This is toxic. So I finally got up the courage and was just like, listen, I cannot do this anymore. Um, it's not what I want. I'm not happy. And of course, you know, the person goes through the whole, if they want to fix it or if they don't want to let you go, they, they go through the, I'm a change. I'm sorry. This, that, and the third. I'm going to do all these things. But my mind was made up. I was already at my breaking point, which is like, I don't even know if I'm attracted to you anymore. Like sexually, physically, nothing. I was just like, at this point, it was like, all the signs were there. It was like, I kept saying God sent me a sign and the Lord literally was smacking me in the face with signs and I just ignored them. Because, you know, when we say send me a sign, if it doesn't fit the behavior that we're engaging in, if it doesn't fit the process or the mindset that we have or the situation, if it's not tailored to the situation that we have, we ignore it. We say, oh, no, 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 that can't be. That's not a sign. That's not it. That wasn't it. When in reality, we're denied. So um, I, I was done. I said, you know what? This isn't for me anymore. I, I can't do this. I refuse to be unhappy. So, you know, I ended it and it's like early in the year and I just said, I went on this full force, full blast, do for Breon, figure out what she want. And during this time, I'm dealing with like anxiety, I'm dealing with depression, stress, my own personal demons, my health, you know, I'm dealing with all these things and I'm just like, 
oh my god you know so it can't it hit me at a time where it was a rough period it was a lot of overwhelming. but the thing was i wasn't as sad about losing the relationship as i thought i would be i wasn't as heartbroken as i thought i would be you know i was i was ready to let it go and i came to the conclusion that you know maybe that was a part of my healing process or maybe i was just so far gone or away from the situation that it was easier for me to get out of so I said, you know what? I'm not going to date for a while. I need to get myself together. I'm still having panic attacks and I'm struggling from day to day just to be Breon. So it was just like, okay, yeah, we got to focus. So I, you know, I took a couple months and I really grinded real hard. I worked, I, you know, I, I invested into myself, my business. You know, I really did more writing, more poetry, more motivational speaking to myself and to others. Like I really started to get in this group. And then I said, okay, I'm ready to get back out there. You know, I want to... I want to, you know, find my person. It doesn't, in the idea of the one doesn't, that doesn't work for me anymore. I don't necessarily believe in it. I believe that there can be multiple the ones. They're the ones for that time period, that, that point of your life. Those people were there for that purpose, whether it was hurt, pain, love, joy, whatever it is you got, which you needed to get out of it. So if it's, if it's, past, if it's in the past, you know, you got fulfilled to a certain extent you learn more about yourself you learn more about a person you learn how to be in a relationship you learn things that you're willing to tolerate you learn the things that you're not willing to tolerate you learn your breaking points you learn how to be pleased your pleasure your sex you learn all those different things so i believe in multiple the ones and i mean the one for right now that's exactly how i see it now so it's not like this epic love that you know this one person who was born just for me and all those other things like that i don't believe that anymore i used to um per I, I am a hopeless romantic so <laughs> if 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 i read about love i see love i'm just like one of those ones with the googly eyes like ah oh, like look at this this is so amazing because i truly believe that love carries us a lot of the way and it's not necessarily the love from your partner but just love in general when you know that someone loves you when they tell you i love you it could be a family member a friend a co-worker whatever when they when you know that it's genuine it fills you it fills your spirit you know it encourages you it it's like wow it's somebody else out here who cares about my well-being you know they want to see me succeed they want the best for me so that's how i see the love now when you get a love from a partner oh that's even better you know, because they're going to be with you every step of the way. They're there to motivate you, encourage you, to love you, to please you. They're there to do all those things. So, like I said, I have always just been a hopeless romantic. I've had a lot of frogs. <laughs> so far, no princes yet. Because they just weren't, um, I, I just was learning about myself. You know, it was like, okay, this is, this is new, this is different. Do I like this? Do I not like this? So, back to what I said. So, I, I decided to get back out there. So, I meet this guy and I'm just like smitten <laughs> because it was just like, I think building a friendship first was the biggest thing. And maybe that's what I lacked the last relationship. It was like, I don't feel like we were friends, you know, it started to feel more like a business or, you know, a contract or a partnership. It wasn't really like, this is truly my friend. So the me now was just like, you know what, let me go in and, and figure out learn as much as i can about this person i want to know their likes their dislikes i want to know their pet peeves i want to know what the people did to them in the past who hurt them who loved them who showed them things i want to learn all these things about this person because when i go in i'm going all in you know i want to make sure that i'm pleasing you i want you to be happy i want us to build i want there to be a future so that's that was my thought process now it's just like you know what i'm going in and i'm going to take accountability for my actions for the things that i did wrong see as a woman most of the time we get away with having these little crazy moments or attitudes or whatever that case may be 
too much emotions, too much emotional um, behavior. We get away with that a lot of times because men like to chalk it up as, oh, she just being a woman or, you know, it's that time of the month or whatever case may be. But I came to the point where I said, I truly want a happiness and I can't keep making that excuse and I can't keep behaving like this. If I have somebody good that's doing me good, treating me good, and why give them an attitude or why just be crazy or why just be overly emotional when I don't have to be? That's going to drive the person away. So that's what I felt like was what I needed to work on the most, which is what I wrote about, I processed, I, you know, read about because I said, I, I want to do better. And it's so funny because I did a mini read on my Instagram and it was about a girl who lost pretty much what she felt like was the love of her life. And it was because she didn't value him as much as he valued her. And she didn't realize that he would eventually value himself. So to the point where he would leave because he would feel like, I can't put up with this. And I remember um, a lot of the feedback that I got on that mini read was so good because it was like mixed. It was like guys, girls, you know, and they were basically saying like, wow, you know, this is so true, especially nowadays. The woman feels like she is the ultimate catch. She doesn't have to do anything to reel the guy in or keep him interested or rope him in or whatever. She doesn't feel like she has to do the work. Now, granted, I still believe in chivalry. I still believe in he he who finds a wife. You know, I still have that thought process. But we as women have to do better. We have to put our best foot forward and make sure that we're giving our partner what they need. You know, we can't just take, take, take and never give. So in the story, um, the girl's like sitting at the bar <laughs> and she's drunk. And she, the bartender's just like, look, miss, like, stop. <laughs> she's telling them all her problems. And she's just like, I messed up. Like, I, I lost the one because of me. It was because of me. I did this. I screwed up. I had a good man, hardworking, handsome, intelligent, supportive, loving. And I messed this up because I was so stuck and set in my ways. I was so used to men who are in my life that allowed me to behave and act and be destructive. They pass it off as this is how women behave and they allowed it. So I came into that relationship thinking that I could be this way. So this is what she's telling them. So what happens is she sees, um, she's on Facebook and she scrolls and she sees her ex. And he's at their favorite restaurant. Basically it was his favorite restaurant. But, he, you know, when they got together, they started, it became their thing. So he's at their restaurant on a date with another woman. And that was just like the icing on the cake. It was just like, oh my God, he doesn't need me. He's moved on. He's happy. This literally broke her heart. She felt destroyed. It was kind of like, I really fucked up. Like, look at this man surviving without me. And here I was thinking I was hot shit, cream of the crop, best of the barrel. He wouldn't survive without me. His life would be a mess and he he's fine. So she's sitting there and she's, her foot is tapping and she's really just making, making a life decision right now. Like, look, I can do this two ways. I can let this man go and be happy and have the status in my heart until you know I meet someone else and try to be better or I can go after what I want because this is what I want I want a future I want this man to be my husband I want this man to be the father of my children my partner this is what I want so she's sitting there and that's what she decides so she throws her money to the bar and she goes and takes an uber and she's just like I gotta get to this man I can't let this woman sink her claws into this man any further than she already has so it's so funny because she in the story to while she's in the cab she's referencing melanie fiona's this time and if you haven't heard this song you need to i can't sing but i i when i turn it on i go full pipes and basically in the song she's like this time i'm gonna love you much better you know i'm gonna love you like i never did before i'm gonna do much better so she's saying all these things so she she recognizes a woman like this was 
a golden man. This was truly a good man, like a God-fearing good man. He pleased me. He loved me. He accepted me. And I messed this up. But I tell you what, if I get a second chance, oh, this time, I'm doing better. I'm going to love you like I never loved you before. I mean, she really went in. So I encourage you to listen to that because it will definitely help you understand um, where we're going with the story. So she pulls up to the restaurant, she rushes inside, and she sees him. And he's just so happy. Like, this man is smiling. His body language is positive. And it's because of the woman that's sitting across from him. So it's kind of like this. She gets this envy, this jealousy. It's like, damn, that should be me. That's my man. I should be doing that. You know? I should I should be the reason why he's smiling like that. So she's sitting there. She's seeing how happy he is. And she's like, damn, do I really want to go back and bring up all these old feelings? What if he's finally passed so he's healed? You know? And then I open this back up and it destroys this man. So, being selfish, she decides, I, I gotta, I gotta approach him. So, she goes up to him, and she's just looking in his eyes, and she has tears pooling in her eyes, and she's just like, baby, like, can we talk? And she doesn't even care. See, you know, you know when you've reached a point where pride is no longer a thing, when you express yourself out loud, out open, in public, you're not worried about what people think, you're not worried about people record, you're not worried about any of that. At this point, you're like, I gotta do what I gotta do to get this man back. So, she she's approaches him, and she's just like... She basically sings <laughs> the song to him, more so in the words. She's like, if only you knew all the love I had inside. If only I told you that you were my greatest pride. If I, if I only showed you how good you make me feel, maybe I wouldn't be alone and you would be right here. So she's basically letting, so he's feeling it. It's like, oh shit, you know, he doesn't know it's a song. He's just like, damn, this woman is, she's finally saying the things I want her to say. And that's how I kind of left it off. But the point I was making was that, it takes a lot of self-discovery and maturity to realize when you messed up and to take accountability for it, to apologize and be sorry. To apologize and actually be genuinely sorry. Because sorry is, I was ignorant to the fact of what I did. Now I know you told me. And I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to be ignorant anymore. I don't want to hurt you, so I am sorry. You know? So that's the, that's the, that's the difference. And it's just like, she was sorry. So that's where I became to the point where I was just like, damn, you know, these are some of the traits that I had that are not as good. And these are the traits that I had that are good. And this is what this person is going to get a mixture of me, but I'm going to do my best to be as genuinely myself as I can be and show them the real me. Not have these crazy moments. Now, granted, I ain't perfect, so it hasn't been a walk in the park. But, you know, this period of singleness and discovery has just been great. So then you get into like, okay, I was hurt. It didn't work out. Now what do I do? And I'm just like, I want to date. So let me date. So I'm dating and I'm mean this nice guy. And I'm just like, damn, you know, he got shit together. You know, basically he's mature. He, he he knows what he wants and all these different things. So I'm just like, okay, good. You know, on the same playing field. But it kind of, uh, you know, became like a situation shift. Because it was just like, he wasn't ready and I was ready. Or at least I thought I was ready. See, I was so infatuated and caught up with all of it that was him. It was just like, good He's a good dad. He's a hard worker. He's definitely attractive. He's a good lover. So I'm caught up in all these different things. Like, damn, you know, like, I can't let this one get away. I need to snatch this up. So I probably, you know, acted a little crazy, put a little pressure on him. And I was, you know, hopefully I didn't scare him away, but it was just kind of like, ah, I, I can't, I gotta, this is a good catch and I need to keep this. You know, I genuinely develop a friendship with this person so they know me. They know, they start to pick up on my behaviors. They start to pick up on my characteristics, my likes, my dislikes. They figure out things that they like about me. So it's just like, okay, this is good. And I told myself, okay, well, he wasn't ready and I was disappointed. So I was just like, you know what? 
maybe it's a nine of cards for me but you know hope it's romantic i didn't give up but i told myself you know relationships take work and to be with somebody is a big thing like it's not something small it's not something where you can just say change update my status on facebook i'm with this person no you have to actually put the effort in if your partner is telling you things that truly bother them that means that they really sit there and thought about it they weighed the risk but they really wanted you to know they wanted you to know what could make things better or, or what was bothering them or what was detrimental to your relationship so you have to kind of sit there and you have to you know take your pride out and say okay am i willing to you know evolve and alter you know my bad vices or for this relationship is it worth it you know because the person is truly love you and they come to you and they're honest with you all you can do is take their honesty you can't be upset and a lot of times we are so emotional that we get hurt by things but um you know, when you get to that point of you're ready for a partnership, you have to really put a lot of work in it. I mean, and especially as it escalates from dating to a committed relationship to engagement and then all the way up to marriage, you know, it, does, it just doesn't stop. You have to really be fully invested. You have to know that this person is not going to like everything about you. But if they love you enough, it's not going to cause them to stray or, you know, it's not going to cause a lot of major problems. But you are going to recognize those things and 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 manage yourself in the relationship around that because you want to please you know as women we have to learn how to please um it's not saying being Susie homemaker but you gotta the same way you got him is the same way you need to keep him if you were sexy in the beginning or spontaneous and laughing and giggling you have to be that person you can't change up and be so serious and not you know, I don't want to joke no more because we're together. I don't want to. I got him. I don't need to dress up and be sexy. Or take that bonnet off. <laughs> and that's exactly what my first OB said. Women in the beginning, they show you the side of them. And it's like, damn, I want that. This is nice. I like it. And then once they get comfortable, you <laughs> you in a big T-shirt and a bonnet. And you just and he's like, what the hell? Like, where is the sexy? So it's like, it's not saying you have to do that every night or every day. But you have to make sure that you still give them what drew them um, drew you to them in the first place so you gotta still have that good that personality that laugh that joke that friendship you know this um sexual appetite and all those things you want to keep that alive and it's possible we just get so comfortable and um stationary that we just think i got it so i ain't got to put no more effort in it so this is for the girls and the guys so guys i hope that you enjoyed this bathtub talk <laughs> i'm feeling nice and relaxed my skin is feeling good you know and I'm glad that we were able to chat about this. Let me know what you think. Leave your comments. Leave me a message. Um, we got more topics coming down the pike. I'm excited about them. I'm going to do a, um, a author's Q&A. So basically, someone's going to interview me and ask me just the random wild questions. And it'll just help you get to know a little bit more about who Jamie P. writes is. And, you know, just my background. So for the girl who writes for those who read, thank you for tuning in. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Have a good one.